Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Racecourse Ramble. That's right, I've made it to a third episode. I wasn't even sure I'd get past one. So, today we're just going to catch up with a bit of club news really, because obviously uh, games are at a minimum. Um, although we have got a game today, interestingly, which we'll just touch on later. Um, we've got some training ground news to catch up on. Um, a little bit of an update on the scoreboard. We've had a new kit launched. Um, transfer news-wise, it's all a bit quiet, but we'll just go over a couple of bits there. Uh, we'll uh, touch on some stuff happening in the future, the Macclesfield and Carnarvon. And uh, a bit of other club news that's got people talking this week um, with sort of rumours about what's going on companies that we may or may not have an association with that we have done for a long time um so just a little bit of news a little bit of transfer chat chance for me to get everything off my chest and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll go from there so we'll uh, we'll start off just by uh, just touching on uh, today's game it's wednesday today Supposedly we've got a game against Manchester United 11, so we'll touch on that next. So it's half past one on Wednesday afternoon, and supposedly in about 30 minutes we're uh, going to play against the Manchester United 11. Uh, really good for the lads to get another game, to be honest, um, because I, I'm sure... Parkinson will know that they're a, they're a little bit undercooked. Not many of them have had minutes. I don't know, Paul Mullin hasn't played much in Spain. A few others. So uh, I'm sure Parky will be really pleased to be able to get the lads in, in in really testing games and just get some some uh, some minutes in the legs. Obviously, we've got no team news yet from Wrexham. I'm not sure what sort of updates we'll get. I I doubt we'll get any live updates as such. I suspect it will all be just a, a bit of a summary uh, summary report. Uh, although, obviously, the Man United fans, of which there are millions, they might get some wind of something. Um, with it being behind closed doors, I don't expect any journalists, etc., to be there or... I'm not expecting the club to be tweeting anything. They've not mentioned anything. So so I don't think we'll hear very much. Um, I guess the nice thing from the Wrexham players' point of view, it does look like a couple of the first-teamers are going to be playing. There's rumours abound that Christian Eriksen might sort of uh, pull on a United shirt for the first time. Lissandro Martinez, who's just signed for 50-odd million, might get, to, uh, might get to play for the first time. So, you know, that'll be nice for some of the players. Um, I'm no doubt there'll be one or two Man United fans in there who, uh, in the Wrexham side, who'll love that experience. So that's great, and some good competition. Um, well, you know, we'll do them good, but it's the it's it's obviously it's just the match time really that they need. They're desperate for that for those minutes. Um, so it will be uh, it'll be fun for them, and it will be interesting just to see what does uh, you know what team does does Parkinson pick. Um, you know who's fit, who's still carrying knocks, who's uh, who, you know who will it tell us anything about the Macclesfield game? Because that, that might tell us a little bit about the lineup. Whoever starts, if they come off at half time, but chances are they'll start the Macclesfield game. So um, I think that'll be 
really interesting little test for the for the for the lads today. Uh, it'd be a nice thing for them to say they've played against a Man United team, although it'll predominantly be made up of youngsters, I'm sure. Um, but they'll be of you know they'll be of good quality. Uh, they'll be well schooled at Manchester United. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's a really good, really good little fixture. Ticks a box for Parky, and um, you know I'm I'm sure it, it, the result doesn't really matter. You know if we lose two or three nil, honestly it makes no difference. It's just really about getting those minutes in the legs of all the players. So um, yeah, I think that's a that's a nice game today. We've um, interestingly we'll touch on the fixtures actually that we've uh, that we've got. Obviously Macclesfield on Saturday, and then we've also announced a Carnarvon friendly for uh, for next week. Um, I think that's a week. I think that's on tu- on the Tuesday, um, which people can go to. So a couple of matches coming up that people can go and see. Um, again, I think it uh, the Carnarvon one was described as a Wrexham eleven, so not really clear on, on who will be in that. I suspect it will be a bit of a mixture of uh, of first teamers and some youngsters just to not overburden the players too much too soon um because they uh, they're very careful about not overloading the minutes early on in the season um so uh, from a sort of a sports statistics point of view they don't like to just throw people in and play 90 minutes every week so I'm sure the youngsters will mix it up, and they'll have to, to be honest, because well, there's been a severe lack of lack of incomings, um, which we'll uh, we will talk about uh, in a in a separate little section. Um, but for now, we'll uh, we'll come on to some uh, some other news next, uh, and we'll just we'll talk about the uh, the training ground updates that that we've uh, that have sort of leaked out this week. So earlier in the week, we got a, uh, well, I saw it via Twitter, via a well-known Wrexham fan um, who uh, put out a post sort of highlighting the fact that we've, uh, it seems that we've found a, a training facility that we'll be starting to use from September. Um, the facility is in Chester, uh, somewhere on the MBNA facility, um, on the business park as you come into Chester. I've seen quite a, a a few messages to say, oh, we're not happy about that. It's in Chester, and Chester fans obviously are loving this, um, saying that, oh, you'll be moving your club here next, etc. Um, so I understand why, on the face of it, it might, it, you know, it could be taken in different ways. I think the important thing is that if it's the best thing for the club, certainly a lot of players travel in from Liverpool and Manchester way, so. That's that's uh, a bit closer to home for for some of them. Um, if it gives us a, a set base for a long period of time, so that we're not having to chase our tails, you know. In recent times, I think you know we've trained sort of Kevin Druids, Lex. We've trained at the end of last season. We were training on our home pitch. Um, obviously, Nine Acre isn't available to us anymore. Colliers was um, obviously when we can get on. It would appear. Um, I'm not sure it was a financial issue at Colliers. I think it was more along the lines of if the Welsh FA were using it, then we weren't allowed to use it. So um, if it gives us our own base, 
that we can use when we want and the facilities are good which uh, the, you know the chatter is that the facilities are, are really good there then this can only be really beneficial uh, for the team um, everybody will know where they are you know there'll be no messing about no mix-ups uh, and I, th I just think it, it can it can only be good forget the fact that it's in Chester it doesn't matter I think the interesting the interesting thing is that you know MBNA have such tight relationship with the uh, with Chester the football club um, I'm sure they sponsor the shirt again this season I, I'm amazed that MBNA have agreed to it um, but I guess money talks um, you know I, I I would have thought that they would have had a bit of bit of loyalty to the to the to Chester Football Club, um, but listen, we're not going to complain if it's um, if it's if it's beneficial for our team. That's all that matters. So yeah, it looks it looks like the club haven't confirmed it. This has just come from come from social media people seemingly confirming that, that that's what's going on um, and there seems to be multiple although the initial tweet came from one person there seems to be multiple people backing it up I think it sounds like a, a good solution until we get to the point where obviously uh, in a year a couple of years time we've got our own base um, that's uh, that obviously is hopefully based a bit closer to home uh, and in Wrexham but uh, yeah, some good news on the training ground, and uh, I think uh, I think it can only be good. It'll only be good for the players. There is no doubt about that. Um, so uh, yeah, next we'll just have a little chat about the. Uh, we've got a new scoreboard. Yeah, I know the excitement. So yeah, let's uh, let's just cover that off next. Scoreboard. So yesterday, uh, if you follow Rob Ryan Red, the podcast on Twitter, the at Rob Ryan Red. Um, I'm not sure whether it was Nathan or Rich who tweeted because they uh, tweet from a uh, from a podcast account. There was a a picture taken from the corner of the ground of the new scoreboard being tested. So yes, it seems to work. That's good news. Um, no, I won't be able to see it because I'm sat virtually direct behind it, stroke underneath it. So, sadly, I won't benefit from that. But it is nice that at last, at long last, we'll once again have a scoreboard. Um, at the end of last season, uh, interestingly, by the turf, we uh, we had a sort of portable scoreboard uh, for, for a game or two. Was it only just the one game? Um and it was a little bit weird. It was as if they'd brought it in to to do something and it hadn't quite worked. Because literally, I think they did show a few videos before the match. Um, and then it was a scoreboard um, during the game. But it just that seemed a bit OTT just for a scoreboard. Because um, this was on a, a on a big sort of arm, a big, uh, a big pneumatic arm. And it was on the back of a lorry. Um, and it looked like it had great potential. But uh, we're uh, you know we're back to our normal scoreboard. Although this is a, a new and improved one, it actually works. There was rumours earlier on that it had come from Reading. Um, I'm not sure whether that's true. Um, but at last, you know, we will have a scoreboard back. And those of you who are in the sort of the Wrexham Lager stand and in the Mould Road, you'll be able to uh, 
you'll be able to see. So it will be interesting to see whether it is anything other than a scoreboard uh, or or is it utilised in any other way. It doesn't look fancy enough like some of the... Though if you've been to a Premier League ground, they're proper video scoreboards, these jumbotrons that sort of uh, broadcast pre-match video interviews, highlights. Um, they also obviously, when they have VAR, they use it for... For sort of uh, letting crowd know that there's VA, that a VAR decision is being sort of thought about, um, but on Saturday I guess we'll 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 find out. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what exactly it's used for. Whether it is just a still a, a scoreboard, the picture from Rob from the Rob Ryan Red tweet. It's from obviously it's from an angle on the side of the the Mold Road, so you you can't see a lot. But um, I'm you know I'm assured that it's. Uh, it's there. It's working. So uh, just just another nice touch that'll make the uh, that'll make the stadium feel a little bit more like a like a normal stadium. Um, so uh, those of you in the Mold Road and in the Wrexham Lager Stand, uh, enjoy it. Uh, I'm jealous because uh, well I won't know what the score is. <laughs> so so me, you lucky so and sos. Um, so uh, we'll we'll have another little break and then we'll talk about the uh, we've got a shiny new kit uh, and we'll talk about that it's launched this morning so uh, a bit a bit of buzz around that so let's talk about that next so finally the home kit is out to a great fanfare there was a fun little video with Rob and Ryan um, sort of uh, hinting that they wanted a more classic look, and um, judging by the uh, photos that I've seen this morning online, a lot of you really like it. The uh, the official Wrexham sort of Twitter claimed that people were there from half past five this morning queuing up for this for this uh, for this kit. Oh, you can only buy the shirt at the moment, I believe. I don't think the shorts and socks have been released. I'm not sure that we uh, that we even know what colour they are exactly. Um, the rumour is that the the shorts are white for sure for for sure. But we'll uh, again, I'm I'm assuming we'll find out at the Macclesfield game on on Saturday. Um, now for me, I don't really buy football shirts, so it doesn't make a difference. But um, you know, I, I I'm I'm a, I'm not a fan of round necks. And uh, it's a bit, it's a little bit plain for me. Although I'm not sure the photographs do it any justice. The embossing of the uh, the dragons in the back and on the arms might stand out a little bit more when you when you see it in the flesh. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, it's a little bit plain. But it doesn't matter because I'm not a big football shirt buyer. I'll be looking at the training wear when that comes out. That's more my thing. Um, ultimately, a lot of people say, "Well, what does it matter what the shirt looks like?" Well. We need it to be fashionable and smart, and we need people to buy it because ultimately that'll put some money back into the club. Um, so that that's why it matters. Uh, there was a little bit of chatter around the Vista Print, obviously the new shirt sponsor. There was a bit of chatter about that logo being a bit ghastly. Um, uh, interestingly, that is on the shirt from the pictures I've seen. Obviously, the aviation gin wasn't on the uh, on the shirts that we could buy last year. Um, but I've seen that on the um, on pictures that people have posted on Twitter, so that is on there. The the Vista Print logo, um, yeah. Again, 
I think this is this is one of those things that you know if Mr. Print wanted to give us some money, we're quite happy to take it. If it increases the budget and can be spent well in the club, you just have to turn a blind eye to whether it's ghastly or not. You know, if you don't like the shirt but you want to support the club, buy something else. Buy like me, buy some a polo shirt, some training wear, scarves, hats, gloves. You know, whatever it is. But if you like the shirt, great. Get it on. We'll see plenty of them at Mac on this Mac, uh, Macclesfield. I'm sure there was a lot of the blue around uh, Nor Nantwich when we went there. So at last, though, we've we've got a home kit. Why did it take so long? Who knows? Um, there's lots of chatter around um, supply issues um, affecting a lot of football clubs. There was a, 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 a well, I'll call it a disgruntled. Uh, tweet that I saw this week um, from somebody that suggested we'd, we'd not been paying Macron so um, whether there's any whether whether that person knows something more than any of us I'm not sure um, if the kit hadn't turned up though then maybe we wouldn't pay Mac- Macron until we'd got it who knows uh, I don't think we'll ever really know the truth of that I don't think the club had ever sort of re- released that information um, but uh, we, we've at last we've got a kit it's out there. Um, it's definitely red. It's got some lovely touches on. They've kept the Gressford Colliery disaster sort of year on the back. Um, so, yeah, check it out. There's lots of pictures of it. If you haven't seen it, there's lots of pictures of it on social media, obviously on the official clubs. Um, I've retweeted pictures of it. So if you don't follow me, I'm at Racecourse Ramble without an E on the end because uh, Twitter can't handle more than 15 characters on a, as a username. Um, so, yeah, you know, all three kits now are out. Uh, the red, the blue, and the white. The white one's still my favourite, I think, going into this year. Um, so those uh, get... In fact, I was just looking online now and there's already people talking about out of stocks because obviously the club shop's been open since uh since this morning i know the club shop's open till seven o'clock but it might just be worth you checking keeping an eye on social media and seeing if you can order uh, or if you can sort of avoid going to the shop without knowing uh that they they haven't got your size then obviously that's beneficial you don't want to make a journey um you can try phoning the club shop but we all know that that can be a bit hit and miss depending how busy the staff are um, but yeah, on social media now, I'm just looking and there's a few people sort of uh, mentioning uh, sizes that are out of stock. So just be careful before you before you march down and drive down to the club shop, because obviously uh, they might just not have your size. Um, but uh, yeah, um, and also this afternoon, which is quite interesting, um, we've got a new shirt sleeve sponsor for the ladies. So the, uh, the Wrexham women will have uh, Betty Buzz as their sleeve sponsor. Um, for those of you that don't know Betty Buzz, Betty Buzz is Blake Lively's uh, 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 company um, that sort of makes non-alcoholic mixes and accompanying drinks. Um, so uh, Ryan's into the gin uh, and Blake Lively likes the non-alcoholic sort of accompanying drinks. So Betty Buzz is... Uh, is the shirt sleeve sponsor it looks really nice the uh, the logo on there that'll be really cool for the uh, for the women to be playing in something that's sort of slightly different and i guess the only thing i'd say about that is i'm sure some money has changed hand there i hope that goes to the wrecks and women because 
you know, although, uh, you know, we're predominantly supporters of the first team, which is currently the men's team, those women do deserve, and you know, to have some backing. So I hope that some of that has gone into the women's team budget um, and uh, and is sort of that is money is spent and used accordingly for the ladies teams. Um, because in my experience and uh, my dealings with women's football, I do a lot of photography, uh, clubs like Airbus, etc. You know, the women's teams and facilities are not always as good as the men's teams. They can't always play on the same pitches. Sometimes the you know the changing rooms aren't as good, the kit isn't as good, they haven't got as much training gear. So I just really hope that some of that has gone to the women and that they can see the, the benefit of it because they had a really good season last year. Um, I think we're going to get a massive kick-off. Uh, I, uh, obviously, England are doing really well. So it would it, in the... Um, Euro, so I think we're about to get a bit of a bit of a big kick off the fact that uh, they can um, they're going to get a real kick off the off 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 of the back of that. So let's just hope that the uh, that the women do get the benefit of that money, um, as I say, and it's not just just doesn't all just go into sort of uh, Phil Parkinson's budget, um, which we will come on to next. I think we'll we'll. Um, We'll just go over the sort of the transfer market and what hasn't well hasn't happened, I guess. Um, so we'll we'll go on to that next. So transfer wise um, and squad wise, we're back from Spain uh, earlier in the week. Bill Parkinson did make some comments to say that. Uh, well, he's lacking in numbers, really. He thinks that the quality is there, but the numbers aren't. Uh, and I don't think anybody disagrees with that, do they? You know, it's pretty obvious that we're uh, we're lacking a little bit in numbers. Um, so what you'd normally expect is to be sort of furiously linked with lots of players. Um, as sort of clubs and agents use social media and uh, the chatter to... Um, create deals close deals this is this is how the market is used now um but interestingly from our point of view there's there's not been very much um there was a half an hour's excitement the other night as uh young mr turnbull who was linked with us for a long time from salford he posted his sort of uh his it was confirmed. In fact, it wasn't. It was him. I think it was him who sort of posted his thanks to to Salford uh, at the end of his contract, uh, and supposedly Parkinson really liked him. Um, then the next day, Parkinson in a, in the Daily Post, I think it was, sort of said he wasn't interested in Turnbull, even though we'd been linked with him all summer. Uh, and then within no time at all, he's rocked up at Tranmere uh, on a. New, on a, a couple of year deal there so um you know there's a player that we've been linked with that's uh, now not available um and then there was another one um there was a center forward actually that uh, that we were linked with Alhaji Cisse who was uh, I think he was actually on trial at Accrington and we were one of the clubs that were supposedly keeping an eye on him this center forward um and again he signed with Accrington on a couple of year deal so that's another player that we were sort of linked with that, not that you know, is sort of off the list, if you like. 
Um, a couple more names. Uh, so we'll touch on um, Robbie McKenzie. So there was a bit of online chat. Uh, I saw it first on uh, on Red Passion uh, that we were being linked with a, a fullback called Robbie McKenzie. Um, so a very versatile defender. I think he's from Gillingham. Very versatile defender. Could play centre half and and he can play either fullback. Uh, but his his best position is sort of right fullback. Now he's a free agent. So. Uh, where this chat had come from, you know, who who started it, I'm not sure, but that was somebody we were getting linked with online. You know, it seems a good fit given that Reese Hall Johnson is clearly out for two or three months. We're going to need some cover for Hazana. Hazana obviously is trying to get his fitness back. Um, following, you know, he's had a knock or something, so he's not got a lot of minutes in his legs. So that one seems to be a good fit, but it. Again, there's nothing, there's no real strong link with that. There's nothing sort of confirmed. So, uh, you know, the only other one that sort of lingers around was this deal for Tom Lowry. Now, um, if you check my Twitter, I actually did a, I actually wrote my first blog uh, about Tom Lowry using some uh, graphics and some info from at Foreseeable on Twitter who do some amazing statistical work. Um, now, I personally don't think Lowry is a player that we need right now. What the blog will show you is that, and the, the graphics will show you, is that this guy is just a very attacking midfielder. His best work is done in the sort of final third. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's diminutive um, and he's not really defensively minded. And I think we've Right now, I think we've got enough of those players. I think it's some sort of defensive holding midfielder is what I believe the team needs for balance. Um, I think that might free up Luke Young a bit to be a bit more attacking because I think Parkinson's asked him to do something different last year uh, and the, the lad's got a tremendous amount of stick from not his own from not his own fault because I, I think you know Park, he's an attacking midfielder. And I think Parkinson's asked him to do something different and he's taken him some time to adjust. So that might free him up to be a bit more attacking if we got a you know, a, a real commander that could sit in front of the back four, break up play, tough tackle, lay the ball off to the likes of Young, Jones, who's good box to box, Davis and Elliot Lee. And it just makes me the conclusion that I write in the blog is that I just think I just think the Lowry link was we came about we were possibly thinking about Lowry or Elliot Lee and I think you know Lowry's it would appear has had some ish offers higher up the higher up the divisions uh, the rumor was that he was on trial at Ipswich now interestingly I know I've got a, a friend who does a Ipswich podcast and I was asking him I said is Tom Lowry still on trial at you because the rumor was he was on trial at Ipswich he's never even heard of him so so I'm not sure if Lowry you know, is on trial at Ipswich. It would appear, I believe, uh, you watch, he'll sign for us today. Um, I believe that we've, 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 we've sort of weighed up Lowry and Elliot Lee, and I think we've put our cards in Elliot, in Elliot Lee to come in and sort of support and compete with Jordan Davis in that sort of very attacking role in midfield. Um, so I'm hoping personally that, you know, our next sort of signing is a defensive midfielder. Um, because I still think we're too easy to play against. But other than that, it's very, very quiet on the transfer front. I know people are losing their minds 
I kind of understand it. I think ideally you want your t- you want your squad together, you know, bonding, getting to know each other, playing with each other as soon as possible in the summer. Um, but obviously Parkinson's come out uh, with some comments this week to say, you know, the transfer window doesn't end when the season starts. So, you know, he's putting across the impression that he's quite happy to wait. Given the fact that it's not numbers we need, it's quality, you know, maybe he's right. I I, I tend to sort of feel a little bit more like the majority of people is like, I'd have liked us to have done a bit more by now. Um, to be honest, uh, uh, I was hoping that we would have been in a better, better shape. Um, but obviously, you know, we might be able to get through the first few games of the season regardless. Um, you know, I think Toza came quite late last year, didn't he? So, you know, I think, you know, we will be able to get through the, the initial start of the season. I'm sure we can make do, providing Hosanna can obviously uh, get himself fit for that Eastley game. But, um, you know, in an ideal world, I think I would have liked us to have been a bit bit further on. I'd have liked to have, us to have had a couple more through the door. Um, but ultimately, you know, as long as we can get them in, I understand why people would feel that's, that's sort of good enough. Um, and that, you know, it, it doesn't matter what we start with, it's what we finish with at the end of the window. So, um, yeah, not a lot else as we sit here at 2 o'clock on... Wednesday the 27th transfer wise there is not a lot of other chat um but uh and I'm I think you've probably listened to me enough today but I have just got one more one more little bit of bit of chat around things happening at the club and that's to do with the uh, Wrexham Lager so uh, yeah we'll have a chat about that next So Wrexham Lager, it's uh, a tweet went out this week from somebody saying that uh, they'd heard Wrexham Lager were being replaced at the uh, in the uh, in the football club, not as a stand sponsor, I should add, but that um, being served in the uh, in the bars would be other lagers. Um, and then there was a photo that's gone round with uh, sort of Carlin sponsors, sort of Carlin signs on over one of the uh, one of the refreshment kiosks. And uh, also today, interestingly, Wrexham Lager have put a tweet out saying that, uh, well, nobody sort of told them anything, and they're interested to it. To sort of, they'll be interested to see what's going on, and they'll looking forward to finding out a bit more. Um, so I think. You know, from my point of view, I I uh, I don't drink a lot at football grounds, but I think it would be a real shame if we're not serving Wrexham Lager. Um, I, I understand that a lot of people don't care, um, and that they think, well, whoever gives us the most money or whoever's doing us the best deal, that's all that matters. But I think you you've got to look back to the sort of mission statement um, from Rob and Ryan and the, the fact that they were talking a lot about community and, you know, we really should be supporting a circular economy in Wrexham. You know, if there is big businesses out there that are doing really well and have supported the club for a long time, it would be really nice if we could continue a good relationship with them um, and support them. So and, uh, until Saturday and when we get to Mac- the Macclesfield game and we, we rock up at the 
rock up at the bar and see what's what's being served. You know, we don't know. The club haven't officially said anything as of yet. But, you know, the general consensus, I think, is that no, nobody's really a fan of the likes of Carlin. Um, you know, I think I think we'll sell more beer if it's Wrexham Lager. So I think this is a really interesting sort of decision that somebody has made, it would appear. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see... Um, what uh, what the impact is because a lot of the uh, there's very again it's very mixed reaction a lot of what i'm seeing are people sort of saying that they, you know they're not bothered about sort of drinking uh, carlin they're uh, they'll be you know they would have drank more if it was Wrexham lager the proof will be in the pudding uh, maybe it won't make any difference um, but again, it's just a little a little decision that somebody's made um, that has irked quite a few people. Um, and these are the things that were happening more and more, and we're having to start to get used to. Uh, and uh, you know, it does it does affect the fan base. It affects how people sort of what people think about the club. Um, so we'll see when the Macclesfield game comes. I think it'll be a real shame. I think we should support businesses in Wrexham. Um, you know, the the flip side is, is that I'm sure we're Wrexham Lager given the same opportunity to to deal. You know, that message seems to imply, well, they don't really know anything about it. So, you know, could we not have gone to them and said, well, Carlin are willing to do this. Are you willing to do it? Well, we may never know. We weren't in those meetings. We we may never know. But I think it'll be a real shame if we're uh, we're not serving Wrexham Lager uh, in the stands um, uh, because of, of the lagers that are available. Um, when I go for my post-match curry in the uh, black pepper uh, which is uh, i would thoroughly recommend that you visit the black pepper it's the uh, the best curry house in wrexham um that's that's what i drink with it um that association with the club and the fact that it's a good lager you know i think uh, is, is the reason why so yeah it'll be a real shame um if that is the uh, if that's the case but we'll find out on saturday So I've waffled on for over half an hour now. You're probably all bored of me. Um, I will just say thank you to everybody who's listened to the first two episodes. Um, I, I know I've had some technical gremlins. I'm learning as I go here, so hopefully I've got to the bottom of them now. Um, I was hoping to have a Junior Rambler on today, but he's only just got out of bed. Yeah. So what a life. So, uh, so Junior Rambler will... Come on and have a chat with me another day. Might just do a little mini one with him to have a, get his thoughts ahead of the season or about what the kit, what he thinks of the kits and uh, a few other bits. Um, so, yeah, you've heard me waffle on. So thank you ever so much. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm at Racecourse Ramble without the E on the end of Ramble on Twitter. So if you don't follow me, please do give us a follow have a chat always up for a bit of chat about Wrexham and yeah maybe on Monday after we've played the Macclesfield game uh, maybe on the Wednesday after we played both the games one of those two will uh, will come back and do it again we'll come back and do it all again uh, but for now I shall leave you in peace <laughs>